You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Now, in our morning sessions, we've been having a look at how to recognize the voice of God. And I really want to encourage you, if you did miss the morning, is make sure you listen to it. It is on our online platform and uh, our podcasts. Uh, and also catch up so that you can be our next week. Don't miss the mornings because they're vitally important. When we come together on the Monday morning, it is not just a religious meeting. It's not just to tick off the block that we've gone to church on Sunday. We are here to be equipped, equipped to be successful in our walk with God. And that is God's design for you. When God placed you in this earth, He placed you with a purpose. I don't care what anybody told you. Maybe your parents told you you were an accident. No, you caught them by surprise, but God sent you. I said, you've been delivered into this earth for a purpose and a plan. And you are part of God's great plan. We are all part of God's corporate plan, and each one of us have a part to play. And I want to know what that part is. And we want to be successful in it. How many of you know God doesn't make failures? I said God doesn't make failures. When you look in the mirror, don't ever, ever look at that mirror and look at it critically and say, I don't like what I see because that's how God made you. And He decided to make you that way. Now, I'm not talking about if we do something stupid and do something and we ignore and we, you know what I mean. But uh, if, if you have a certain style of hair, if you got curly hair, God made it curly. If He made it straight, He wants it straight. If He put the, uh, the, the color of your skin, uh, the gender you are, He designed you that way to fulfill His purpose. I have no privilege to go and change that which God has designed. Can I get a bigger Amen. God made me male to carry out male function. I don't have a privilege to change that if I want to fulfill God's plan for my life. Say amen. It's quiet now. I am not politically correct. I am spiritually accurate. We need to declare the word of God for what God says. You're just judging now. No, I'm saying what the word says. God pleased to place you in the house of God where he placed you. Even the church we go to, we don't get to decide, I like this one, I like that one, let me shop around, let me see who's got the prettier girls, who's got the nicer decor, who's got... That, that's not our privilege. I said, that's not our privilege. Even if the pastor grates me, it doesn't matter. God put you here and He put you here because I'm the man to put the faith in your heart that you need. Say amen, thank you and hallelujah and glory to God. I'm talking to someone, amen. Say so amen or ouch and repent, get back to amen. Hallelujah. The point I'm making is you are here by design. God placed you here and He wants you succeeding. And He's given you everything you need to succeed. And I don't know how you were raised and who said what they said to you and whether they gave you whatever they told you. Sometimes people are told that you're stupid, you'll never make it in life, uh, no, you never amount to anything, and you just got to get used to the fact that you're a certain race, so you're just going to be written over all the time. Here's the good news. It doesn't matter what body you're in. You're of the race of the Spirit of God, born again in the image of God, and I don't care what vehicle you're walking around in. If God's for you, who 
can be against you? No man can stop what God has started in your heart. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. It's time to believe who you are in Christ. Don't let any man ever say anything. I don't care who says what to you. I don't care if someone called you ugly. I don't care if someone called you stupid. I don't care if someone called you short or tall. I don't care whatever somebody called you. That's irrelevant. You've got to get to a place where you can just listen to them and go, I know who my God is and I know what He made. He made me just such and I'm going to be everything He's called me to be. Hallelujah. Say, my desire is to be everything God called me to be. He wants you to succeed. Now, family of God, we have a secret advantage. We have a secret advantage that the world doesn't have. We learned in the morning, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. And He's going to teach you. And He's going to, that Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you your future. He's going to lead you. He's got many things to tell you. And that's what we've been learning. That's what we've been listening for. Now have a look, John chapter 14, verse 25. Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you while present with you, but the helper, everyone say helper, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Notice he used the word whom. He's a person, not just a force or an energy, the person of the Holy Spirit. Say the person of the Holy Spirit. The Father will send in my name and he, will teach you how many? He'll teach you how many things? What's all mean? All means? All. How do you know that? Because that's what all means. He will teach you all things. He won't just teach you the Bible. That's His primary place to teach you. But whatever you need in life, what has God called you to do? What is your calling in the kingdom of God? And get, get family, you've got to recognize, it's not just the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher that are called. They are God's gift delivered into your life to equip all believers for the work of their ministry. So it's not just the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher who are in the ministry. You don't have to be a preacher to be in the ministry. You're getting this. Even in the old covenant, they had kings and priests. Kings and priests. The priests were responsible for the spiritual matters, for the spiritual declaration, for the spiritual empowerment to receive the tithe, to take care of the house of God. But the majority were kings. Only one-twelfth of Israel looked after the spiritual matters. The others were part of the armies of God. They were part of the conquering. They were part of the going to make this world work according to the kingdom of God. And so just because you're not called to the pulpit doesn't mean you don't have a ministry. 
Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter what your vocation is. Wherever you, I don't care if somebody is just cleaning an office or, or making hamburgers, whatever. You are in a place of ministry. I don't care if you're a doctor, a lawyer. I don't care if you're a secretary, even a, a mother at home with her children. Don't ever be put down about that. Well, you know, you see, I, I didn't do much. I just raised children. Give me a break. That is a ministry that God has given you and don't ever be intimidated by that. If that's what you believe God's called you to do, then trust Him. He will provide your need in that area as well. But whatever you're doing, whatever your ministry is, don't ever let anyone talk that down. Don't any, let anyone diminish that. Hallelujah. Because wherever you are, you are an effective minister of the gospel of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so he will teach you all things. Whatever you need to succeed in life, he will teach you. That's part of all things. Everybody say all. Say this. The Holy Spirit will teach me everything I need to know. And notice this. And He'll bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, obviously, I am talking to those that are about to write their exams, but this message is not just for that. It's for whoever, wherever you are. If you're going for a job interview, never be afraid of the outcome. You don't have to stand there with your palms sweating and wondering what's going to happen in that meeting. Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. You're about to go in that exam. Don't start sweating. Don't start worrying. Don't let fear come. Paul told Timothy. He said to him, God has not given you a spirit of fear. One Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. A sound mind. A sound mind. See, that's where the fear comes from, is the unknown. The unknown. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so if we are facing a situation and all of a sudden I can't remember something, then he's going to try and use fear. And have you noticed how fear begins to overpower you? Uh, you, you, you're almost remembering, almost remembering, but then you start to get nervous and sweat a bit and then get into some fear. Then it's like, where, where was that? Now I can't even remember anything. And then there's a panic. And, then, and, and that, that, that cycle of fear, Satan can take people down very quickly. Once you, it's like a deer in headlights. Uh, it doesn't know where to go because it, it, it's afraid. And so the enemy will try and bring a fear of lack, a fear of debt, a fear of failure, a fear of losing your job. Family, if you ever faced with a situation with, I don't know what to do now, that's the time to just step back and say, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will remind me. He will remind me 
How do you know he knows all things? If he knows all things, he knows what to do. He knows how to do it. He knows what the answer is. Amen. If you're writing an exam, you look at a question and you think, wow, I just I studied this yesterday and now I've just gone blank. No, it's in there. If you read it, if you studied it, it's in your mind. I said it's in your mind. Just the retrieval system is glitching right now. But that's the natural retrieving system. And that's where people think they're stupid. They, 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 you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just not a maths person. You, you, you are created in the image of God. Now, a God who drives a universe. Can you drive a car? You're not so stupid you don't know how to change gears and... Are you hearing what I'm saying? But that's just a car. God drives a universe. Now, to drive a universe, do you think he has to have some knowledge of maths? Do you think he has some knowledge of logic? Uh, Yeah, he created maths. It came out of the mind of God. I said, whatever's needed came out the mind of God. Isn't that right? Now you are born of God. I said you're born of God. You spirit of his spirit. Okay, I can see I'm still pulling some people along. uh, Let's keep reading. Let the word answer. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. Who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? (laughs) Who would ever think of teaching God something? Uh, God, I just need to show you how to do this. No, he's saying, uh, who who knows the mind of the Lord? I mean, who who can, can anyone teach God anything? No, he's the teacher. He's the creator. He's the originator of all things. And as the originator, he knows exactly how all things run. Well, that's God. Someone says, yeah, now hang on, keep reading. But we have the mind of Christ. You see, I don't have the mind of Alan anymore. I had the mind of Alan. And the mind of Alan got us into trouble. And you can say amen to that for yourself. But praise God, when you're born again, Christ, now remember Christ is not Jesus' surname. Christ is a word translated directly from the Greek Christos, but that's translated from the Hebrew Hamashiach. And the Hebrew Hamashiach is the anointed one. The anointed one. What, well, what makes an anointed one anointed? The anointing. It's the anointing oil that destroys the yoke. That anointing oil that was poured over the priest, the king, and then and, and the prophet in the old covenant that covered them, 
That was the anointing. That's what empowered them to be able to be what God called them to be. Before Saul was king, he was just Saul. But when he got the anointing, he stepped over and became king. And the Spirit of God comes on him. And he becomes another man. Are you getting this? It's that anointing that enables you to do what you couldn't do without the presence of God. But with the presence of God, that which is impossible to man, with God, all things are possible. And that anointing now no longer is just over and covering you. The Holy Spirit is that anointing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus has sent and now lives within your heart. The very anointed one lives in you. That's what makes you an anointed one. Christian. It's no longer I who lives it. The anointing. That anointed one. The Holy Spirit in you. Now you have the mind of the anointed one. See, I don't have to think with my mind anymore. If I receive the anointed one, I think the way he thinks. He's, he's thinking in my brain. You see, my filing cabinet is short. There's only so much information. I mean, have you ever been through a filing cabinet looking for information and, you, and it's not there? You search the papers backwards, forwards, upside down, inside out, pack them out, pack them back, and you still didn't find it. Now, that's what happens when you sit down and you have to answer an exam question, and suddenly you go to the filing cabinet and go, oops, it's not there. Who stole the file on calculus? But here's the thing. Your brain can only take what you've put into it, but when the Holy Spirit moved in, the very power of the universe entered into your mind and now your brain can be used by God to think in. Now here's the thing, when he's thinking in your brain, you get to hear it too. Say this, I have the mind of Christ. The good 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24, but to those who are called, well the called put their hands up. Just bump your nose and say, look at that, that's me. I'm in the book. You called. This is you. Both Jews and Greeks. Male, female. Whatever race you are. Come on, there's, there's no one excluded you. Christ, everyone say the anointed one. His anointing is the power of God, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, Acts 10.38. Christ is the power of God and Christ is the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom that comes from God. He is the wisdom of God. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to take knowledge and to put it to accurate application. And it's not just good enough to know something. 
It's to know how to use that. And not just how to use it, but to use it at the right time for the right purpose in the right way. You put all those factors together, that's wisdom. It's like someone once said, uh, you know, knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is don't put it in a fruit salad. You see, we, we, we can know things and use them stupidly. But wisdom is taking what you know and knowing how to put it into correct action. Now, God knows exactly what he's doing. God's never made a failure. God knows how everything works. And so when he does something, he says, when I send a word, it'll accomplish what I sent it for. And I've got the whole system designed that I'll watch over that word to perform it. And he upholds this entire universe by the word of his power. The word of his power. Not by the power of his word. By the word of his power. In other words, when he's spoken a word, it's spoken in wisdom. And there's so much power in that word, it governs a universe. That wisdom is Christ. Did you see that in the Bible? Christ is the wisdom of God. Say this, Christ is the wisdom of God. Now, drop down to verse 30. But of Him, you are in this anointed one, the anointing of Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. Now, how many of you are redeemed? That's you. Say, because I'm redeemed, I've been sanctified, and as sanctified, I've been made the righteousness of God, and if I've been made the righteousness of God, I have the wisdom from God. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever had a human mentor give you advice on something, you thought, that changed my life. That ever happened? All of us. Family of God, that's a man's intellect. He learned something in his own experience and then let you know about it. And it worked for you. Family of God, this goes way beyond any human mentor. This is the very wisdom of God that has become, Christ has become for you wisdom. Now, go have a look at Daniel chapter 1. Now, this is Old Covenant. Daniel chapter 1. Now, Daniel had three friends that they renamed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many of you remember that? And those four young men, they, the king was feeding them all kinds of rich foods and that. And Daniel made a decision. He said, you know what? We're we, we just going to go with vegetables and water. And their mentor was concerned because he would get into trouble if something went wrong with them, if they got sick or something. Daniel said, trust me, let's just do this experiment. Let me, let me do this for a while. I'm going to show you something here. We're not going to trust this natural system and what the king thinks I need. I'm going to go with what God says. 
And then the outcome of that experiment is they looked more handsome than anybody else. They were looked fresh and flourishing and strong. Get down to verse 17. And for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. God gave them knowledge and skill. And Daniel had understanding in visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them before the king Nebuchadnezzar, and the king interviewed them, and among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. This is their Hebrew names. Therefore, they served before the king. So King Nebuchadnezzar interviewed all the young guys, and he picked these four out of the crowd. And in all matters of wisdom, how many? In all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Ten times better. Now, family of God, you, you understand the system. The, 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 those, those, those magicians and the astrologers and all of that, they are the ones that would have trained them. The, all these young guys were in school. So they were trained by the men. Now, how do you know that you can only learn to the level of what your teacher knows? So how did they get to be 10 times better than the person teaching them? They had a secret advantage. 10 times better. Not just there. 10, everyone say 10 times better. Look at chapter 6, Daniel 6, verse 3. Then Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps. I mean, this guy is now above the chiefs, the heads, and all those that are in authority. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. This kid is being promoted to prime minister. You getting this? Family, you don't have to rely on your known natural ability. Notice, God taught them. God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. Now, Hebrews 8 verse 6 says that Christ has obtained a more excellent ministry. There was a spirit of excellence in Daniel. But Christ has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. This is Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego under an old covenant. Oh, come on, you got to get a hold of this. They can only hear what they're hearing from the external. 
But praise God, you have the Holy Spirit in you, a new and a better covenant. It's not like you're going to leave God outside the exam room. You and God are going to sit down in front of the exam. You and God are going to be sitting down in front of that person interviewing you. You and God are sitting down in front of that computer in your job. Whatever you're doing, you and God are looking at that car engine. You and God are looking at those accounting books. You and God, come on, you... Says, I have a new and a better covenant. Under the old covenant, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate in a day and night and observe to do according to all that is written. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. See, family, it begins with the meditation in the word. Spending time in the Word, positioning yourself, renewing the mind so that you're able to hear God. He's guiding you to success. He's guiding you to prosperity. Notice, look at the verse. It says that God will give you good success. He'll make you prosperous. That must be God's plan for you. Say, it is God's plan to prosper me. And for me to have good success. Now that's under the old covenant. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? The perfect will of God. See, the, 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 you've got the good, the acceptable, and the perfect. The good will of God is you studied. You, you, you're at school. That's God's will. The acceptable will is you've studied. You put your part in. But he wants to take you to the perfect will is when you write an exam, you will flourish. You can trust God to be excel 10 times better than your lecturers. I said excel 10 times better than your lecturers. I hear that. I hear that. Uh-huh. This is what I heard in my spirit. There is someone here, you're going to be writing your exam, and they, the professor has set a question, and you're going to answer it, and everyone's going to answer it based on what they learned. You're going to answer it from the presence of God, and your professors are going to be shocked at what you've written because we didn't teach you this, and they're going to call you in. And there's a promotion happening. I don't know who that's for. You just need to take that right now. You're going to be writing and the professor's going to go, we didn't teach this. Uh-huh. You got that from God. Ten times better. Ten times better. Have you ready to take your boss's job? Don't any of my staff put your hand up. There's only...
How are you ready to be promoted? You see, here's the thing. You are 10 times better. The, the king will make you prime minister way ahead of anyone else that seems to be the right person. Who's the next one in line? God jumps lines. He bypasses what man thinks and he will put you where you need to be. Come on, you give Jesus praise. You're getting a hold of this? We are ready for some major promotions coming our way. Family of God, I, we decreed that there'll be more salvations than ever before. I'm talking about res relationship, restoration, and reconciliation. That restoration of all things. We've seen more salvations than we've ever seen before. I'm getting ready for testimonies more than we've ever had before. Promotion after promotion after promotion after promotion. Hallelujah. The mind of Christ. Family, we're talking about the wisdom of God advantage. I don't have to trust. I, I, I've just learned it. I, something I learned, I'm ne you're never going to hear it come out of my mouth ever again by the grace of God. I don't know what to do because I do. My brain may be wheel spinning right now, but I know what to do. I know what to do. Why? Because the greater one lives in me, the one who knows all things. I just have to get a place where I can get aside with him and quiet. Right now we're in, maybe I've just got it in an in interview or in a report or whatever. Someone's just brought me a bad news, whatever. I just, I just need to get to a place where I can stop the noise, deal with that spirit of fear, and receive the sound mind. I receive the mind of Christ. You receive that by faith. And just put aside, don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge God. Listen for His voice. And He will teach you all things. Hallelujah. Can you say this word? Try. Yes. Again? Again? His promises are? And? Can you do this job? Yes. We, we, we've interviewed a lot of people and they, they can't seem to help us. Can you help us? Yes. Say it louder. Yes. No, 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 you need to let them believe you mean it. There's a gap. We haven't, we've interviewed so many people. We still can't find who can do the job. I, uh, uh, we need someone who can do the job. Can you do it? Yes. Don't look at your education. Because that can be caught up. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Amen. Everybody say, favor. Can you get a distinction in your exam? I'm looking for people who believe what they mean. I'm, I'm looking for them. yes people, not yes. 
Can you get a distinction? Mm -hmm. Where are our students? Just stand where you are. We have to observe social distancing. I normally would get everybody up here, but at the moment, we just need to be wise. And you do recognize the Holy Spirit is there where you are. You don't need my physical hand on you. There was times when Jesus laid hands on people physically, but then the centurion came to him, said, my servant is home sick. Can you heal him? Jesus said, sure, take me to him. He said, no, uh -uh. I'm not worthy to have you in my home, but I'm a man under authority. So I say, go, and the man goes, come, and he comes. Do this, and he does it. You speak the word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such faith in all of Israel. See, everybody wants to touch. Everybody wants to feel. But this man believed. The anointing is wherever Jesus said it needs to be. So there is a time to lay hands. The Bible tells us that. There's a time to anoint with oil. I trust that this time you understand the Holy Spirit's within you. Christ is in you. It's not Christ in me that's going to come into you. Christ is in you. You have the same Holy Spirit I have. Just lift your hands in His presence. All our campuses as well. Just raise your hands right now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. You are Christ. You're the anointed one. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to become Christ in you minded right now. I know you are, but just right now, just consciously. Be aware of His presence within you. Sense it. Sense His presence. You're going to sense it grow and increase as you give faith to it. That anointing is increasing. Then your awareness of His presence is increasing. Some of you already experience it. It's like a warm oil flowing over you. Some people experience like electricity in their hands, like a tingling. It's just, it's the life of God. It's like a well that is starting to overflow, coming from your belly, rising up, filling you with a warmth, a peace, a comfort. Now I want you to sense that anointing Filling you and now washing into your mind. Into your mind. You have the mind of Christ. He has become for you wisdom. As that anointing fills your mind,
Recognize that anointing is wisdom. Wisdom right now is filling your mind. When you think, you're thinking like God. You're thinking God's thoughts. That's why we're taught to take anything that contradicts God in our thoughts to take that captive. Because I'm not going to let that be in my mind. Now I take that captive. You don't belong in my mind. Why? Because I want to keep my mind clear of the wrong thoughts. So I only have the mind of Christ. The very thoughts of God flooding you. He's the one that teaches you all things. If you've ever bought a new computer or a new iPad or a new phone, if you wanted to do something different to just the basics, do you notice how you have to download software? The moment you download that software, your phone is now capable of something it couldn't do before. That computer can do something it didn't do five minutes ago. Because of the download. There's a download happening for what you need. At any time, you can plug into heaven. See, on the earth, you go to the Play Store, Apple Play or Google Play. But when you want to know the truth, you go to Christ. And you plug in by faith. Say, Father, I need wisdom for this area. And the moment you receive it by faith, there's a download that happens. And you don't feel any different. You don't suddenly feel more intelligent. But that download took place by faith. And you will notice it when it comes time to apply it. In that exam in that interview, you're doing the job, all of a sudden you can do things you couldn't do before. All of a sudden this feels easy where I used to struggle. Now it's smooth. I seem to have the answers when I need them. Someone asks me a question and there's words coming out of my mouth. I'm wondering where's that even coming from? That's, that's Christ. That's wisdom. Be, get used to that. Learn to trust that. Say this. I am a born again child of God. A spirit created in the image of God. I am the offspring of God. I am a spirit that is born of God. And Christ, the anointed one, is what has given me life. It's who has given me life. It's Christ who lives in me. Christ lives in this body, within my spirit. And He thinks through my mind. He has become for me wisdom. 
I have the mind of Christ. And with the mind of Christ, I have a more excellent spirit. The excellent spirit of Christ who lives within me. A new and a better covenant. And as the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit reminds me of everything that I've studied, everything I've learned. Not only does He remind me of what I've studied, He will teach me. He does teach me everything I need to know. There's nothing that I cannot answer. I can answer all things. I believe that. Because it's the Holy Spirit who will quicken that answer in me. He's teaching me everything I need to know. I believe I have the mind of Christ. I'm anointed for mental success. Whatever I put my hand to will prosper. Good success. When I sit down to write the exam, there's no fear. When I read the question, I will be reading the answer because the answer is right there. I will know exactly what to write. I don't have to worry ahead of time. I do my preparation. I do my studies without fear. And when I sit down, it'll all be there. And I'll be able to recall it easily in the name of Jesus. I receive the mind of Christ. Now just raise your hands. There it is. Right there. There it is. It's the presence of God. The presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.